I'm not over here because I'm such a fan of diarrhea. Take it away, I sent this dinner back in World War II. Pretty good with your hands, kid. Can you get me a tracheotomy at the garden? Uh, let's try a couple of hernias out of town first. I don't know how you guys do it. Helps a little if you think you're God. Uh, Cook wants to know how you feel about dinner. Mostly nauseous. This area is only for hospital personnel. I got a buddy in there. Everybody's got a buddy in there. Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. What? What? Oh, oh, hi. (laughs) Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 24, Deluge. It's the 96th episode overall, directed by William Jurgensen, written by Larry Gilbert and Simon Muntner, originally aired on February 17th, 1976, and the production code is G516. Colonel? Colonel? Creeps? Who's sir? Colonels, you can't trust any of them. They're just this far from making general. They can taste those stars. They'll do anything to get them. Never mind if they don't deserve them, if they don't know their brass from their elbows. Captains and majors are okay. They're too far away. They don't have to make points. And generals usually relax once they've made it. Although I had one in the cavalry ordered all horses corked before parades. Okay, plus something for this episode. The Chinese army joins the war. Strange, I thought they joined the war a few episodes ago. Anyway. Um, (laughs) The Chinese army joins the war, killing any hopes the 4077 has about a speedy resolution and homecoming. Your father? You got a second? Are you all right? That's my problem. I'm all right. At least the doctor said it was. I don't think I understand. When I got hit on the line, I thought for sure I was going to die. I had no idea they was going to pick me up and fix me so fast. We have the fastest docks in the West. Yeah, well, the thing of it is, when I was out there, laying there, not knowing, I made a promise to God... I said, dear God, you get me out of this and I'll become a priest. And he got you out of it. I don't want to be a priest. You think he'll understand? If everyone who ever promised to take the vow in a moment of stress made good, there'd be so many of us around, it'd look like the priesthood had had a population explosion. Let me put that another way. He'll understand. Ah, thanks for letting me chew your ear, Father. That's what they're there for. (laughs) Well, guess who's back as as a guest star? (laughs) Yeah, uh-huh. William Christopher is Father Francis John Patrick Shady Slim (laughs) Okahee. And then we have Cario Salem, who plays the youngster. Cario is now an Emmy Award-winning writer. And Anthony Palmer plays the sergeant. 21 credits for Anthony, and thankfully, no Quincy. <laughs> and we have Lois Foraker as Nurse Abel. Lois also appeared in four episodes of Aftermath, playing Nurse Coleman. I enjoyed Aftermath. Yeah. We have Albert Hall, who plays Corporal. Sadly, not named after the famous venue in London. But to make up for that, he did play Chief Phillips in Apocalypse Now. Uh, Tom Rubin plays PFC. 
14 credits for Tom, and he's most well known for appearing in CPO Sharky, oh, which I've oh. never heard of. Oh, <laughs> me neither. That was a great sitcom in the uh, yeah. in the early 80s with uh, Don Rickles. Yeah. Oh, CPO, wow. Chief Petty Officer Sharky. Yeah. Oh. It was a very short-lived series, though, but it was funny. And Lynn Marie Stewart plays Nurse Plummer. Funnily enough, she doesn't fix pipes. Still acting to this day, <laughs> Lynn has... <laughs> Still acting to this day, Lynn has 119 credits to her IMDb resume, and she is quite an accomplished plumber. (laughs) (laughs) And bringing up the rear is Kelly Nakahara, who plays Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Clean out the sink. In the middle of a war, I couldn't care less who wins. I mean, for my money, I'll give you a red china and six points, or the other way around. And now they got me scrubbing sinks. It's crazy, right? No, being in is sane. You know my problem? I played hard to get. You do that, and the Army's got to have you. Kid from my neighborhood, really nuts, Archie Jaglock. He fell into a sewer when he was little. He was always a little jerky after that. Grew up to be a Nazi. No kidding. Tried to volunteer, join up. Couldn't wait to come over here. Drop anything from an A-bomb to a Z-bomb. The Army turned him down. Said he had flat feet. You know how he got flat feet? Goose-stepping in his basement. Me, they had to have said I was nuts. They said, what's your religion? I said, Aztec. They said, stop joking. I said, bring me a virgin. I'll cut her heart out. They looked into my ears. I said, ah. They said, stick out your tongue. I pulled down my pants. They called in a psychiatrist. I kissed him on the mouth. You know what the guy in charge said? Keep this up and we'll make you an officer. All right. I will start us off with this. Uh, I actually did not like this episode. Um, It felt very disjointed and the the stories were were just like random, and then they had these like movie tone inter, interstitial pieces. Um, and I know it was kind of showing like this is what's happening in the rest of the world. You know, people are dancing, and then in the OR, there people are dying. You know, they're trying to sh- show the, contra- the contrast. Contrast. Yeah, trying to, it was trying to be a contrast piece. No, I, I, and I get that. It was just so disjointed for me. I didn't feel like the story. There was like no continuity between the bits of story that we were getting. It was just like a slice of life type of thing, but. I didn't find it interesting or, oh, I don't know. There was just something about it that just it bothered me. Yeah. It was too disjointed for me. And I don't mind Slice a lot. I mean, you guys know I like, those are my favorite when we see like a daily, you know, like a day at camp, what happens. But this felt it was just so odds and ends just kind of put together. It does have my favorite scene, though, from this episode is when Hulahan <laughs> intrudes on Potter's shower. Yeah. Mm. I want to see you. One step closer and you'll get the whole picture. I just heard something very disturbing, and if it's true, I'm afraid I'm going to have to fight you. You might at least let me get into my trunks. They can't wait. Well, fire ahead, then. Is it true you might ship us out? The nurses. Major, the Chinese are pouring over the border like the country sprung a leak. It's a drastic situation. The nurses have to be evacuated. Colonel, you don't understand. Won't be the first time. The service is my life. I was born in an army hospital. Started in khaki diapers, eh? Mother and I followed Dad to every army post he was assigned to. Benning, Ord, Dix, Kilmer. The army was all I knew. I had no idea what a civilian was. I thought it was just somebody waiting around for his uniform to come back from the cleaners. When I was five, I had a crying fit because they wouldn't let me have a crew cut. I was born to serve, Colonel. You must let me. I'd rather not have the nurses in the path of the fighting. I can look after my girls. Things could get ugly. A 
uglier than our own minds trying to kill me? Uglier than rats mating in my duffel bag? I get your point. And then I love that he does it to her at the end. I that that might that right there just shows you their relationship. I thought it was perfect. But uh yeah, wasn't wasn't top of my list, but definitely enjoyed that scene. How about you, Meds? Uh, yeah, no, the same same view. I, I don't like the the you know, the um split the split kind of episodes where you're watching it and suddenly then you're taken out of the episode by some real news footage going on. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, yeah. it's a bit like you kind of like, you know, I feel bad saying lazy writing because you know that that's, that's quite an insult to the writers. But you know it's like oh, just we can't be bothered doing it, so we just throw these things in, and it just took, takes me out of the out of the whole show. Uh, again, mm-hmm. like you though, I do like the scene where where Margaret walks into the shower with Potter. But there's a lot of steam there for such a dribble of water coming out of that <laughs> shower head. You know, I mean that's a bit, bit ridiculous. But yeah, again, Margaret's face of just sort of like. Kind of like you know, she's not overly bothered when he walks in the tent, and it's a nice, uh-huh. it's a lovely little scene at the end of yes. it. There is a it's bit really of a strange thing where she asks that she wants the nurses to stay. Potty's reluctant to do it, and then he turns around and agrees. But then a little bit later on, there's a line where it says, "How come suddenly there are no nurses?" And it just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. It's about three quarters of the way through, and then at the end, Margaret says, "Thanks, you know, for letting us stay." And it's kind of like that's, you know, there's obviously a bit of a mistake. Oh, I didn't there. notice that. Um, a great OR scene when the windows explode. Nice bit of action going on there. But yeah, hey, but- Colonel, I don't know how to tell you this, but I've had a better offer. Take me with you. The fire's out. There's nothing to worry about. <coughs> Sandwiches. But otherwise, no, it's just it's just a um, yeah, it just took me out of the episode too much. So no, not not a not a great fan of it. Yeah, how about you? I Al? agree. Fan? I agree. Um, about the only things that I liked were about the same things that you guys liked. I loved the scene, <laughs> you know, where uh, where uh, Hot Lips barges in on on Colonel Potter. Didn't like the fact that it was another. Oh my gosh, we got to bug out the nurses episode. Yeah, yeah. I think it worked once or twice in the past. It's just, you know, even just the threat of it, uh, it just wasn't, it is, you're right, it just doesn't, I don't think it works. Um, I did like the fact that we kind of see Margaret stepping up into her own a little bit, and she's being more of the um, the strong woman that we, we get to meet later on, mm-hmm. uh, and not in the way she is with Frank Burns strong. She's, she's more... Uh, maybe independent and more confident on her own now, and she's she just exudes that authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, we definitely see signs of the market that we all love right. towards the last half of the se- or series, uh, which is always cool. Hi, Dusty. Yeah, it's Radar. Oh, I'm fine. Well, not really. I'm closer to lousy than fine. Listen. Uh, Dusty, we got a terrible plasma problem here. No, plasma. Yeah, all of our stock is over 21 days old. We're not supposed to use it then. How's your outfit fixed? No kidding. Hey, listen, uh, maybe we can make a swap then, huh? Let me get my quartermaster sheet out here. Hey, we got rain here. You too? Wonder why the army ordered that. Okay, hold on now. Listen, this is going to be a little rough, uh, Dusty. I broke my glasses, and it's like looking through an ice cube. Um, how would you like some... Uh, wait a minute. Hey, would you like some Jeep butter? No. Well, that's... Uh, uh, Jeep batteries. We got two extra. 
No, huh? Well, let's see, we got Bunsen burners, throat swabs. Hey! You can't pass this up! The quartermaster made a mistake and sent us 5,000 extra rolls of toilet paper! Yeah, well, I know it's a lot, but, uh... Maybe you can start your own newspaper. Alright, cool. So let's go ahead and move on to our behind-the-scenes. I will start us off. BJ is seen removing disposable sterile latex surgical gloves. These were not developed until 1960s. Um, ooh, here we go. <laughs> in several episodes, Physohex bottles are seen in the scrub area. Physohex was a cleanser used for antibacterial cleansing as well as anti-acne regimen. The problem here is that the containers are obviously from the 1970s and this type of dispenser did not or would not existed in the 1950s when the series took place, being made of polyethylene plastic. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, wow. And there's a continuity error, and I'm not talking about the kind of continuity that makes you want to wear Depends. <laughs> we see Klinger and another man scrubbing out a large sink. Just as they begin rinsing it down, the doctors enter the room carrying the patient with the phosphorus burns. Suddenly, the sink is not only rinsed out, but full of clean water as well. Yep, I noticed that. Carrie Salem will appear again as a ghost in Season 10. Uh, in the newsreel about Rita Hayworth, oh, which I can't stand that. Is that the one where she goes, uh, I can't wait to have a hot dog? And you think, really? Is that yes. you can say? <laughs> uh, in the newsreel about Rita Hayworth, it is mentioned that she married the heir to the fabulous Aga Khan. The narrator is referring to Prince Ali Khan, who was the heir to the Muslim leader Aga Khan. He was also a racehorse owner and the United Nations ambassador from Pakistan. The PA announcement of the Chinese sending 300,000 troops puts the date of this episode at or around November 25, 1950. A few episodes prior, however, Hawkeye was brought up on mutiny charges for an incident at or around October 11, 1952. Yeah, so we've actually gone back, because the, the first one we did was 1952, then earlier on we had 1951, and now we're in 1950. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, yeah, you didn't think it would be that difficult to keep track of when events happened, but... Yeah. You know, I guess they didn't care about it. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I'd hate it here without the nurses. They're the only reason I stay. This isn't bad. Well, what is it? You didn't know him, Father. A soldier of the Legion lay dying in Algiers. There was a lack of woman's nursing. There was a dearth of woman's tears. Carolyn Elizabeth Sarah Norton. You know a lot of poetry. I went through school on a scholarship from Burma Shave. You know any? I got a butte, but not in front of the father. Oh, Hawkeye. You know, father? Standing there like that with the light hitting you the way it does? Yes. It looked just like a bee girl I knew in San Diego. It's quite possible. I worked my way through divinity school as a bee girl in San Diego. <laughs> oh, Father. Look out, Dagwood. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the Internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. 
And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you can send us your feedback to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the MASH 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash4077podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for mash4077podcast. All right, so that's going to do it on this episode. I think uh, we all agree it wasn't our favorite, but we definitely found fun moments in it. Yeah, I think so. Very cool. All right, well, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Ken Simons. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be seeing you. Attention all personnel. By direction of the Secretary of the Army under AR-220-315, the Meritorious Unit Commendation is awarded to the Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, 4077 Unit. For exceptionally meritorious conduct and the performance of outstanding services. Despite the necessity of working in a forward area under adverse field conditions, this hospital maintained the highest professional standards at all times. The ability, loyalty, and esprit de corps exhibited by this hospital reflects great credit on each and every member. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. 
Alienation, the newcomer's podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by uh, watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior? Plank down your cubits and come on over. And let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. And then we have Cario Salem. He was, uh, <laughs> you got Cario Car- Salem fine, but you couldn't say youngster. I know. <laughs> and Anthony Hopp. <laughs> and Lois Foraker as Nurse Abel. Lois has also appeared in four. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I'm going through puberty. <laughs> oh, well, there it goes. The left one just dropped. I'm fine now. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I will start with I.E. I.E. He was hung like a racehorse. <laughs> Naughty. Uh, Naughty little cheeky monkey.